What if you could build a business that gives you the life of freedom you deserve? What if you could find the secrets to marketing, leadership, customer service, and other aspects of business that help you exceed your goals? What if you could walk away from your business for 30 days and it never misses a beat? That's what this podcast is for, to help business leaders like you find freedom from the day-to-day grind and start spending your time doing the things you love. I'm Levi McClendon, and my co-host is Josh Taylor, and this is the Cheers to Freedom podcast. All right, welcome to the Cheers to Freedom podcast. I am Josh Taylor. I'm here with my co-host, Levi McClendon, who is on the back porch again. Levi, how are you? Doing really well, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. We also have a guest with us, one of our very first interviews on the Cheers to Freedom podcast, Justin Salisbury. Justin, how are you? I am doing very, very well today. Justin, we're so glad you're here. You, uh, I don't have to tell you who you are, but for our listeners, uh, you are the CEO of Leadership Worth Following, which we're going to talk a lot about today. You're also the chief operating officer and one of the owners of Breeze Through Car Wash. So you have a lot of experience both in developing leaders as, and, and as well as working in the car wash space. And so we have a lot of questions, a lot of things we want to talk about, about those specific uh, things, but we're so glad that you're here with us today. Happy to be here. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, Levi, I know you have some specific questions that you want to talk to Justin about, but to jump right into it, Justin, um, really one of the reasons we wanted to have you on here is we, we talk to a lot of our listeners, a lot of our customers, and they want to know more about leadership worth following. And so we thought who better to hear from than the CEO of leadership worth following. So tell us about leadership worth following. Why did you guys start it? And what is kind of your vision for it, especially in the car wash industry? You know, I, I love I love this question. I certainly don't expect uh, the majority of people to know what it is. Maybe have heard of it at some level, I suppose, but not know what it is. And that's okay. It's part of the growth process. Um, so a lot of what, to go back in time, a lot of what I had seen in the industry, particularly beginning at Breeze Through and uh, kind of navigating what you could do with this industry it was just eye-opening. There are so many different unique trades within the car wash space, uh, professions, not even just trades, but professions. And I thought, wow, why is nobody really putting their arms around this and leveraging it for what it could be as opposed to the clean, dry, shiny car? To me, that's just like a, you know, it's a gimme. Of course, that's that's something, but it kind of got stuck there in my mind when I looked around the industry. Mm-hmm. And being a guy that came from a pretty diverse background and and work and education, and um, I, I just said, well, I can see how I can apply literally all of this right here, uh, whether that was skilled trades or uh, management, leadership, systems development, uh, technical, it just, it didn't matter. It didn't end. Chemistry, <laughs> customer relations, it just went on and on. And so, as we began to do something, I think that was pretty special at Breeze Through in terms of how to operate the car wash, which to sum it up, we're a development company that happens to wash cars. Hmm. Um, I thought this is really neat for the people here. I bet it's neat for the people elsewhere, but how do you get them to think that way? And so it began with kind of exploring uh, through this traveling group of of operations managers uh, that we had uh, a third party affiliate kind of guide us through, and it was a neat experience, but it was still missing the mark. And uh, I pulled away from that and said, "Man, I've got to find the people that would get behind this." And uh, connected uh, with Harrison Hemphill originally, um, Tyler Slaughter, uh, Blake Dewitt, uh, Caleb Box, Aaron Russell, people from just kind of different areas of the country because I knew them to have the same feelings within them. But, you know, we all had different approaches. And so I said, maybe we can move the needle on creating 
greater value to the car wash industry. Cause it was very easy for me to see the stigma when I began. And I can still see it today of, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, you work at the car wash. Oh, I'm glad you're employed. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, but I would love to see it one day to where it can be a viable option for somebody uh, to uh, thrive in, in life, forget the mm-hmm. job, forget for, yeah, something maybe that pays well and pays, gets the bills paid, gives you life, but something that gives you fulfillment. Yeah. And so this message had to be created through this kind of imaginary uh, stance of, of where these people all had this feeling, but had to get it to be articulated. And then, all right, now that we can say it clearly, how do we do it well? And so we traveled around um, as a group that was pretty informal at the time and went to washes and sort of build out the systems to support this idea. And somewhere around, uh, I guess it was year two, um, I said, let's, let's beta test this. Let's bring in somebody that's unaffiliated with our group and see if we can put a curriculum together and see how it hits them. And by the time it was done, this one person had said, man, that was incredible value. What you guys just provided. I've never been through anything like that. I can take this back and do something with it. And of course, when we hear that, we get, we get, we wince a little because it's like, I can do this. Well, to make the impact, you have to do this, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he did. And, and it was a very uh, different circumstance than our own uh, yet, uh, in terms of the ownership structure. And he navigated it very well with um, it would happen to be some of his brothers in this car wash chain. And they've done some really impressive things. So we're like, whoa, guys, we just influenced that. Mm-hmm. How do we do more with this? Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I got to the point where I thought, I love this idea so much. I need to give it some merit. I need to put an organization to the name. And I had this choice. I could either go uh, private business, LLC, S Corp, something like that. Or I could do nonprofit. Now, nonprofit's not easy. It's a nightmare to navigate. And we're still navigating it, to be honest, through the uh, legal side of it and all. But um, why I did that had a lot to do with avoiding any kind of conflict that I could not see, but was worried about happening down the road. If, if I made this profitable and about me, would I lose control or sight of what I wanted to accomplish? So I said, you know, a nonprofit, which I've been part of the nonprofit world before, I can have a board that can fire me. <laughs> so if I if I go off the rails, they can get rid of me. And good for them if they do. You know, I I want the cause to last beyond my own self-interest. Yeah. And so that's how we got there. And about the time uh 2020 rolled around uh and COVID was coming down the pipe, and we looked around and like, hey, everything's being canceled. I said, guys, let's strike while the iron's hot. And they said, Well, what are you talking about? You know, it seems like everything's closing down. I'm talking about us. <laughs> let's put on an event. No formal event experience other than maybe the one I put on with Breeze through <laughs> at our employee appreciation dinner. But uh, we, we pulled it off in Alabama. Um, the, the response was overwhelmingly positive. And, and I really mean that. Um, sometimes people say that and it's not true. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we did some pretty good uh, uh, feedback loop and uh, and, and it, it was overwhelmingly positive. And then we, we had uh, decided to have a conference and uh, we, we wanted to bring people closer to this cause. And the more people could see and touch and feel what we were doing, the more impact it was making. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, let's continue two events. Let's have a bigger one for a conference and let's have a smaller one called um, Engage LWF, where it was more intimate and hands-on at locations. And we could you know, touch the components and work with people and they can listen to how we interact with other folks. And that became a pretty powerful moment too. 
Um, so we're, we're kind of at this point now where we're exploring um, next steps and uh, the board has decided to, to have another event, but um, probably more lean toward the engaged type style event because it seemed to be more lasting impact. Though there was plenty of impact made, which we could quantify from the conference, there seemed to be a lot more when you get with people shoulder to shoulder in the trenches and work through the details. And it's amazing what they are capable of, but couldn't see to do a different way. And so that's that's kind of like the premise of it. It's like let some people that are, I'll call them innovative thinkers, come in and hit you from different angles that you're capable of embracing and understanding. And now you can go do that and see the value of why to do it. It's easy to talk about it, but man, it's it's a lot harder to apply unless you can believe it ha- it works. And uh, right. when you're side by side with somebody, it's it's a very powerful moment. So well, a little little bit about it. So so if somebody were to attend one of the events, uh, what what are just a few of the practical? What are the con? What is some of the content that they're going to walk away with? Uh, at one of these events? You know, that's that's a fascinating question because what it's really evolved into is letting uh, the people that are participating drive that. Mm. Um, we, we've kind of looked at this group now, we've done this for four and a half, almost five years and said, uh, all right, we can push on them what we think they need to learn. But one of the philosophies I have with my own team at Breeze Through and then within LWF is what do they want to learn? What do they feel like they need to learn? Forget where we think they can be. If they don't believe they can be at that level, well, we've got a limiting belief issue. So we've got to think about how they need our help. And so we let a lot of the um, content be crafted by the people that are participating. And then we build around that. Um, so it could be quite quite a bit of well, anything. And, and we've, we've run across um, everything from um, maintenance programs and the details that are on, unfold with it under that. Uh, training, we've, uh, the coaching and training are totally separate. So both of those are, are, that's a fresh breath of air to a lot of people. I didn't realize coaching and training were different. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then you can get into the customer relations, the systems development on site, chemistry, um, all, all kinds of details in each of the core areas of, uh, either an express model, a flex, a full serve, whatever it might be. Um, but it's, we're pretty adaptable. So we, we try to let the content be driven by the attendees. Awesome. Well, I'm going to jump in here, Justin. Again, thank you for taking the time. It's good to hear hear the story. There's a, a few other questions that we do want to ask, but I have a really important question. I like to mix it up a little bit. Um, your last name, is it Salisbury? Salisbury? What is it? I just want to know. Like, I, yeah, what's sure. What's the proper I, way? You, you to, I know this is super important. So it, 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 Names are important. We're born with them. We live with them. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the Salisbury, it, it, Salisbury. it sounds like... Uh, you know, you don't hear the is in there as much. Okay. Salisbury, yeah. And that, that actually okay, transcends, I'm told, from, uh, you know, in England, Salisbury, England. Um, I've even been to the UK to hear people say it that way. So that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. These are important important things that I, that I like to discuss here. And the other thing that I just want to point out, Justin, I, I don't know if you were on the call or not, but I am, my goals this year are to smile more. You know, as you smile all the time. And I said, <laughs> Justin has uh, motivated me to smile more. Like when we've done a couple, you know, interviews and some, or, you know, I just Zoom calls and whatnot. I'm like, you're always smiling. And I'm like, and, and part of what we're doing for our customers and whatnot is trying to make, help them give their customers a better experience, right? So smile. And so anyway, thank you for uh, 
being uh, motivating in inspiring. So anyway, I, I don't you, know if you know that or not, but that I, is. I think my I've heard that you. from you before. I have to tell you a secret <laughs> about that, though. Um, all the time, and you guys have probably heard this too. You, you hear people um, bat around the ideas of how to create added value at their car wash. Yes, and um, that's an interesting topic to me because. The easiest and most valuable yeah. added value is a smile. You know, it's it's implicitly a negative yeah. world out there. So what can you do to overcome a yeah, micro in your life? It's huge. It's absolutely yeah. huge. Well, we've talked about that and that doesn't cost anything. Yeah, <laughs> and cheap. everybody everybody can do it. <laughs> what can cheap. we do today? Smile. Uh, so anyway, to on more of a serious note, um, you mentioned that you're a development company happening ha that happen to wash cars. Mm -hmm. Um, where does that come from? Just curious. Like, I don't know you that well, as far as your background prior to car washing, but every time I've seen you, um, obviously this LWF, you have some desire to make people better, your team better, your, and it's not about washing cars. Like you said, it's really about development and people. And now you're taking this you know, it's like, what's the motivation behind it? It's not good enough just for breeze through. We're like, hey, let's expand because I have a lot of time. I don't have kids. I'm twiddling my thumbs. I'm doing nothing. So let's go out and do all this. Really? Like you're busy, but yet you still want to do this. So I want to know prior to even, was it pre-car washing? Like what is a little yeah. quick overview of your background and, and why are you yeah. like that? You know, uh, I love, I love that you asked that. I'll just start right there. Um, it comes from a, a personal interest, and now I'm surrounded by people that have a similar interest. Uh, the common thread has to do with uh, some some childhood experience, right? Uh, for me personally, it was I never felt uh, special, you know, low income kind of upbringing, uh, hard work and blue class, the whole thing, uh, blue collar. And so I I look back and I'm like, where does this come from? And I remember significantly in my oh, early to mid-teens, there was kind of an epiphany I had. Um, there were people that genuinely appreciated me in certain ways. And this was all kind of like high school level stuff. And it didn't make sense to me because I didn't believe I deserved to be looked at in that light. And then something I, I just kind of learned progressively through a few years, and, and this was back in, in, in high school at this point, hmm was, okay, apparently I'm overthinking this. Uh, apparently there's something here worth displaying. And, and I wonder how many other people have these similar feelings. Maybe I'm not as isolated as I believe I am. And you know, throughout time and into college, beyond college, starting a family, the whole thing, I've just watched this all around me. I mean, just being able to, I was originally responsible for the recruiting at Breeze Through, and I had an opportunity to interview about 13,000 people. Uh, over the course of my time being responsible for that. So you see a lot. And we were in four unique counties, but the same problems existed. Mm. People did not feel like they mattered. And for a variety of reasons, mm. but there wasn't like, um, you know, anything that ever really stood out as like an anomaly. And so what I knew about myself is, well, I feel like I matter. But that comes from this development component where when I garner more knowledge, I become more resourceful. When I'm more resourceful, I'm genuinely more helpful. When I'm more helpful, I feel like I matter. And mm. so when you start to build that around uh, the car wash, in this case, um, you can create people that feel like they matter. Mm. And you're really developing them to give them tools and skills that they never even thought they could ha have. I mean, they might stumble across it, but we we inject it. <laughs> yeah. <take> it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, a little bit of that. 
I think that's such a great point. Uh, we were talking about this with some of our customers earlier, Levi and I were about this idea of development. And, and in this industry, you have a lot of people that work for you that are young, some, some of them in high school, some of them just out of high school, into college. They're still trying to figure out who they are. They're still learning life skills on how to navigate life and what a responsibility that as owners and managers in this space, we have to, to really mold the next generation to teach them those skills that they're going to use, whether they make a career working for you or they go on and have a great career somewhere else and you're investing and them and their future. Uh, what a what a great way to see your company as a development company disguised as a car wash. I love the attitude that's well, there with that. And and Josh was so neat. I, I have to tell this this quick story. My oldest daughter, she's uh, eleven years old. Um, she was. I get a letter. Uh, she was going to be suspended from the school bus for six months because they found uh, like fireworks in her bag. And, and when I say fireworks, those pulls bring like pop it fireworks like pretty weak yeah as long (laughs) as she wasn't doing a finger gun (laughs) (laughs) and and so what was funny is of course she's she's distressed she's crying the whole thing and i'm just really cool hand luke and level-headed and i said well let's think about this were you trying to understand this when were you trained who's responsible for making sure you're aware and then her and i are having a conversation with the school superintendent and we're just having the same questions and she got a chance to watch how logic can intervene with a rule. Mm. And at that point, they they said, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. I think you're right. Let's reduce it to five days. I said, you know, it really doesn't make sense for any days. And so I just, I kept pushing this. And uh, he said, well, how do we, how do we, how can we be assured as a school district that we're, we're going to be past this point? I said, I have a great idea. I said, Maya and I have talked, that's my oldest daughter, and uh, she would like to be the, the voice that helps your other students understand what's appropriate and not. Uh, she, she didn't know the school rules extend to the school bus. Maybe other students don't. And he's like, would she do that? And she, she said, yeah, I'm in. So that, that's that whole philosophy, right? It's, can you get there at a younger age? Can you get them to learn these right. life paths and skill sets earlier on? And really, it's a lot of mental framework, but yeah. um, you know, it's not just breeze through. It's not just LWF. It's become like <laughs> my everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Well, I love that you shared that story, Justin. Um, I didn't know that story and kind of where that came from. So it, it definitely shines some light on who you are today and, and, and how you want to help others. And that's very evident in what you do for the space. And that is contagious because what I've seen since being in the space, of course, I don't come from the space, been in about three years now, is a lot of that, right? A lot of people helping, people developing, people providing careers. This isn't just a job. It's a career. It's an opportunity. And when you pitch it that way, it's not even a pitch. It's like, it's what it is, right? That's your culture. That's who we are. Makes a huge difference in the way that these washes are developing and growing and being so, so successful. So with, with, uh, so I appreciate that. That's an awesome story. I want to know, my customers ask me literally, cause I'm like, Oh, you should be a part of LWF or whatever. Like, well, what is it? Um, why should my, you know, not everyone's going to be cut from the same, you know, thread and, and, you know, it is what it is. Right. So, so why should an owner, like say I'm an owner, I've got two or three locations, um, maybe a site manager or whatnot. Should I, why should I be a part of LWF? Can I be a part of it? And obviously you kind of answered a question I was going to ask you about, are you going to do another event? Because I haven't heard anything about that. I've attended uh, two of those. And so I've seen firsthand what happens there. Um, but what, why should I check out LWF? Like what, what's, I guess what's in it for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to back into that answer because I don't think it is for everybody because I've seen more than enough uh, owners will use that as a, the, the entry point here sure. that have just a desire to have a net profit margin of, of some amount. And that's just where it lives and dies, mm-hmm. um, you know, demand that they get there without any thought of how, but you know, for as much automation and technology as there is, and probably will increase over time, people are behind it all. Um, and if you can't work with people, um, you're probably going to limit your success. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of LWF is teaching you how to work with people so that you have success that transcends decades, if not generations. And, you know, I, I often think about um, if you go back to uh, Andrew, Andrew Carnegie, when he came over from Scotland as an immigrant, and uh, he was amazing because he had nothing and he became, you know, arguably one of the wealthiest people in the world and, and his money would transcend to something bigger than Elon Musk today. Uh, and so this guy had such a stranglehold on, on getting things done and something changed for him in his young adult life where he realized he needed people. And so he had to evolve and it went from just demanding results to getting people to thrive with other people. And so he was actually on record for uh, the first person to ever be on payroll for a million dollars a year. And this was pre-1900. Wow. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, that's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a lot of no. money a day. So why that story is so important is because, okay, so you're telling me 120 years ago this wasn't different? You're telling me that people oh, still same. mattered as much then as they do now or vice versa. You know, oh. you could you could make a case that they don't matter as much now, but people are kind of the common thread with all of this. Absolutely. So LWF provides that context mm-hmm. in how to begin to work with them in all the facets of the car wash that will help you thrive organizationally. And when you thrive, results follow. And mm-hmm. I get it. It's a scary place to be. How do I know? How do I know? Well, as soon as you start asking yourself that, you're revealing where your beliefs lie. You're not sure you can. You've got to begin with, I believe we can do this. And so it's not for everybody, but everybody's capable of being part of it. So it's kind of this weird paradigm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I love that that answer. Um, you know, I love what you said of they kind of demand the the results without really asking how. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and that, that really is the reality. That's, that's running a business is you've got to do the hard work. And a lot of times the hard work is people, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I, when I was in ministry, I would always tell people ministry would be easy if it wasn't for people. You know? But the reality <laughs> is, is I'm a person and I'm working with people and we're all, we've all got our, our, our pros and our cons. And, 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 you know, there are people that I drive crazy and there are people that drive me crazy. And we've, we've got to learn how to do that and work with one another uh, to uh, to really make this whole thing work. So I love the way that you said that. Uh, I want to ask one last question um, yeah. and, and, and kind of throw you on the spot here a little bit, but you're, you're obviously around this industry a lot. You've not just with, with your own business, but with so many different businesses and so many different owners and managers and leaders in this space. Uh, what is the one practical thing that you've learned uh, from the folks in this, in this space that you think would be really helpful to our listeners? You know, I... This space could be dissected a lot of ways. And um, so I, I kind of, I look at that and say, all right, well, what what could support each of these areas that it can be dissected into and uh, whatever you're trying to measure or gain a result from in, in any area of the business? 
And it, the timing of this question is impeccable because uh, it, it's closely related to the speech I gave last night at our employee appreciation dinner for Breeze Through. Um, you know, working closely, and I, I credit uh, Blake DeWitt um, and uh, Jason Wilkie from Magis. Uh, they've got a really interesting approach to uh, how to get through whatever's in front of you, whatever obstacles before you. And there's this fundamental problem with people. And it comes back to that word I've used a few times in this podcast is that beliefs. Um, we often tie beliefs to simply uh, perhaps religion, Josh, that, that, that's, that's an easy one, right? But beliefs and limiting beliefs are in our every thought. You know, if we think we can, will at least attempt yeah. it. It's also kind of the thing that helps you return to failure. It keeps failure from pinning you down. If you believe you can and you fail, sometimes people go away from that forever. Well, suddenly they've changed their beliefs. They don't think they can. Um, so the, the, the thing that I would say that would benefit anybody in any context of the car wash industry, and frankly, beyond the car wash industry, is challenge yourself to get your mindset right and at least beginning to tell yourself, I believe I can do this. And it may seem just a little hokey on, on a podcast to say that, but it's not. And uh, I would say in the opposite light, if you think about it this way, why aren't you doing the thing you are avoiding? What is the reason? You'll find there is a limiting belief there. And so it's very, very fascinating when you start to really get down to the granular stuff and how much more you can do and, and people will push through and try harder, feel better about. And guess what? That all kind of results in better outcome for customers, uh, better ticket averages, higher margins, less safety concerns. Everything starts to get a little bit better when the individual believes that they can. That takes patience mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, and guidance. But uh, that I would, I would leave on, on that note. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, Justin, uh, we can't thank you enough for being a part of the podcast today and sharing your insights, your wisdom, telling us more about LWF. Uh, Le Levi, uh, well, actually, le let's ask you that and then Levi will tell us how people can find out uh, or get that information. But what is the best way to connect with you and leadership worth following and how can people be a part of it if they want to be? Thank you for asking that. Um, if you, there's two areas that uh, we can be found pretty consistently. We have a Facebook group, uh, Leadership Worth Following, hashtag LWF. And we also have a website, leadershipworthfollowing.org. And if people really want to reach out to somebody intimately, we're, we're pretty open about that too. <laughs> yeah. You guys are pretty easy to access, which is pretty awesome. And also you can, just so you know too, so uh, anyone listening to this, you can text, of course, LWF. To the number 411365. So if you text LWF to 411365, uh, you'll get the information, the links to the websites and the, the Facebook uh, page there as well. So Justin, it's been a pleasure, man. This has actually gone a little deeper than I even thought. It's super good to get to know you. I can't wait to to get to know you even better. Hopefully we'll be out hunting somewhere is what I want to be doing. Be so um, we need to we need to make that work next. But again, thank you so much for taking the time. It's It's been a pleasure to get to know you and have you on this podcast. Thank you, Levi. Thank you, Josh. Thank you.